0: Welcome to Behind the Wheel with OnRamp, our podcast where we talk about all things automotive to help you get the most out of your car. We especially focus on reliable, fuel-efficient vehicles. Today's topic is incredibly relevant. We're going to be talking about how to get the best miles per gallon out of your vehicle so that you can spend as little as possible during these insane fuel prices we're dealing with. I'm your host, Blake Jennings, the founder of OnRamp, and with me... Is Rami. I'm the head of vehicle acquisitions for OnRamp. And
1: Jeremy, I am the leader of the vehicle team.
0: All right, so before we jump into the question of getting the best mileage possible, let's do our normal segment, Scam of the Week. So Rami, why don't you tell us um, maybe a Scam of the Week and then like a Frustration of the Week in the used car market. So this is stuff you're seeing as you seek to buy cars for on-ramp.
1: Absolutely. So always, we're going to retrace our steps on the Google Voice scam, which just happened last night, actually. Somebody texted me on a car that we're selling. Normal conversation on messaging. And then says, hey, I want to come see it tonight. Do me a favor and send me your Google Voice code. I'll text it to you. And I get a text right away. But it's a scam because what they're doing is taking my phone number and using it to get a Google voice code, perhaps relisting a car under my phone number. And I called her out. I was like, quit scamming people. What are you doing? She's like, what? I don't, I'm just trying to see that yeah. you're real. I'm like, come with agree. cash, you're real. And yeah. So total scam, but it's very easy to fall for for people. It
0: is. And you, you sent it to me. Even the way they worded it. They're like, I want to prove that you're legitimate, that you're actually a person and not a scammer yourself. So please verify this Google voice code. And again, like, what do we suggest to people when you saw that, you you Googled that idea, like Google voice code in an ad, and it told you yes, yeah, it's a scam.
1: Absolutely. And just go away, block that person, and yep. leave that conversation. And then the annoying thing of the week, uh, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to Joey DeWolf, the guy that buys a lot of cars for us. He went to test drive a car, and he always calls me as he's test driving just to get a feel for it. So he gets in the car, he starts driving, presses the brakes, and the car lurches sideways and locks up. I heard it from the phone. And he's like, he said some words. Words, and then he went again, <laughs> slammed words. on the brakes again, and not slammed on, touched the brakes, and it went sideways the opposite way. So he goes, I'm turning around. Yeah. He goes back to the seller. He goes, why don't you tell me about these brakes? He's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's just a wheel sensor. But he just walked away. But yeah. again, the importance of a test drive and yeah. a thorough one and the dishonesty of some sellers that just forget to give some pertinent details.
0: Forget. You're giving them a lot of credit there. I'm giving them yeah. a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. They're never going to tell you the real bad stuff. All right. Uh, Second segment today is going to be the news of the week. And fitting today, we're going to talk about uh, news related to gas prices. So uh, as we speak, I think the national average is a little over $5 a gallon for unleaded, a little more than that for diesel. So, um, Jeremy, you drive a honking big truck. Tell us what you drive and how much it costs to fill it up.
2: Yes, Blake, I drive a uh, 21 model F-350 Dually big truck, tow anything you need, and uh, it is close to $250 currently to fill the tank on that truck.
0: <laughs> so when you fill it, like, did they let you fill the whole thing, or do you have to run your card twice? Don't they have, like, a cutoff at, like, 150?
2: Yes, sir. I have to put the card in three times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know you're getting bad gas. <laughs> okay, so when you're when you're driving that truck, have you added, you added it up? What gas mileage you're getting in that truck?
2: Yes. Uh, uh, unloaded on the freeway, I'm getting right at 13 to 14 miles of the gallon. I have pushed it close to 15 one time, but normally I'm between 13 and 14. Um, and when the truck's loaded, I have a uh, 16,000 pound RV that I use this truck for. And I'm still getting 12 to 13 miles of okay. the gallon pulling that, uh, that big old camper. So. Yeah. Uh, the name of the game with the diesels is 2,000 RPMs or less. Mm -hmm. You you get much over that, and you're going to start really drinking the fuel. Um, And there's lots of other good reasons why you should keep the speeds down on the highway when you're towing a heavy load.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well... I say that's great. That's I feel bad for you. That's hard. <laughs> Drive well, as little as possible these days. Well, a good
2: friend of mine, Chip, uh, turned me on to a fuel uh, savings card that uh, the eighteen-wheelers use. Okay. And they've opened it up to R.V.ers for this reason. And uh, I did save fifty dollars on one okay. on one vacation trip once with good. it. So uh, I do thank him for that. <laughs>
0: Well, in the news, the question everybody's asking is when are gas prices going to go down. So I've been reading a ton on that subject. And I've got some people I trust speaking into that. And I will caution everybody. It doesn't look like they're going down anytime soon. The bad news, um, although it's kind of an unusual thing to look at, is a lot of oil companies and refiners who are obviously making a lot of money per gallon of fuel, they are uh, using those profits as uh, stock dividends. And there's no, no harm in that, nothing illegal about that. But what it means is that they do not feel incentivized to invest that money in new drilling, even though there are drilling leases open, they could drill and uh, from the stuff I'm reading, it's because the writing is kind of on the wall. Most manufacturer most vehicle manufacturers have committed to the next ten to fifteen years they're gonna move all hybrid, all electric. And so gas companies realize if we go drill a well, we're not gonna turn a profit because we're not gonna by the time that well is profitable, demand is going to be way down. So sad to say, I think high prices are going to be with us for a long time until we all go electric so we'll see but that leads us to really the question of the day which is whatever vehicle you have how do you maximize the fuel efficiency that you're getting out of it and so uh, we we have some tips and tricks for you Uh, the first one I want to kick off with is kind of the most obvious and and we won't talk about it long but just if you don't have to drive don't drive (laughs) so if you can carpool with somebody if you can take a bus if you can combine trips together um, anything like that uh, it's it's a great idea to to try to Uh, limit the amount that you're driving. Uh, But let's say you have to drive. So let's talk about some of the the best tips and tricks to get the best possible gas mileage out of your vehicle. So um, the mic is pointed towards you, Jeremy. So why don't you give us your first tip for getting the best mile per gallon possible?
2: Uh, I would say the most important one would be proper tire pressure. And it's the easiest one to overlook. And it greatly affects, affects the way the vehicle handles while driving, but it also diminishes your fuel economy greatly.
0: Yeah, it's been years since I've looked at the numbers, but it was like multiple miles per gallon for a few PSI off. It wasn't even like you have a flat tire, but just Yes, that is
2: true. Um, I want to say it's around four to five miles per gallon difference uh, in the city. And I, I couldn't tell you what it was on the freeway, but it would depend on a variety of factors. But in simple, just check your tire pressures at least once a week. If the tire light is on. Discount Tire will uh, fill them up for you for free. Just you don't even have to get out of your car.
0: Yep. And just a reminder for everybody: where do we find the proper pressure for our tires? Where is it listed?
2: There should be a placard on the inside door jam of the driver's door. That's right.
0: Yeah. So check that. Get the pressures from there. Check your tires often, especially before long trips. Test check them also for tire wear, um, any because that that's not only dangerous but can cost you a lot of gas mileage. So. All right, Rami, you're next. What is your big tip of the day for getting best possible gas mileage?
1: I think the big thing is it's called a jackrabbit start. So basically, if you're going from traffic light to traffic light or just accelerating, there's no reason to floor it just to let off and hit the brakes in a few seconds. So just gradually increase your speed. You're not racing here. You're just driving. So be very gentle on the throttle, on the gas pedal and that's going to give you the most miles per gallon that you can get. And the same thing on the brakes. Don't wait to the last possible moment, and then slam on the brakes. Mm-hmm. Just as a defensive driver would, look ahead, see what's going on upstairs, and up ahead on traffic, let go of the gas, gently touch the brakes, and just mm-hmm. drive smoothly.
0: Yeah, I, I remember at one point I was reading, uh, a lot of us, all three of us, tend to like enthusiast vehicles. It could be gas guzzlers. But it was really interesting to look at the studies and find that it's actually possible within a fast car to get surprisingly good gas mileage if you drive it gently. And conversely, it's possible in a little Ford Fiesta to get crappy gas mileage if you drive it aggressively. Because it, you know, you, whatever vehicle you're driving, if you're asking for all the horsepower and all the RPM at a given time, it, that takes fuel. So you have a surprising amount of control over the miles per gallon you get if you're driving aggressively, you are not going to get the rated gas mileage by any means. If you drive, like Rami's saying, really gently and efficiently, um, you're going to do better. And and that kind of gets us to what Jeremy was saying with RPMs when he's driving down the highway or in town. The biggest determiner of how much gas your engine is using per minute, let's say, is how much RPM you are running the engine, how fast the engine is running. And so if you can, drive gently and get it into a higher gear and keep those RPM down, you will really do better. Anything you want to add to that, Jeremy, on kind of how you drive in terms of getting good gas mileage?
2: Yeah, so uh, in the city, uh, there's not a vehicle out there that's going to get good fuel economy. Uh, So try to find routes that you can just kind of cruise at a steady pace, and that will greatly help as well. Keeping the RPMs down and the engine load is also very critical. So air conditioning puts a heavy load. If you've got extra electronics turned on, that also contributes to the load on the engine as well, which in the end uses more fuel.
0: Yeah. And speaking of AC, the one that I'll add, so let me first say the first two that have just been given to you are the big ones. Checking your tires, pressure, and driving um, in a conservative way are going to make the biggest impact. So now we'll kind of talk about some that are important but may not make quite as big an impact the one that i'll start with uh, the ac idea um, your air conditioner does utilize your engine in, in most modern cars um, and so as a result of that when you're running your ac hard you are utilizing fuel to do that gasoline to do that so uh, just basic tips on that if you are in a car with a recirculation button keep that button on really The only reason to ever have it off is when you're first getting in your car. Just think about where is where's the air the hottest. If the air inside the car is hottest, then the recirculation button should be off because you want to bring in some cooler air from outside. Although you could just roll down the windows for a second and take care of that. But other than that, the recirc button should always be on so that you're cooling air that is already cool and using your AC less. So the less you can use the AC, the better. Um, Jeremy, why don't you talk about, you, you were talking earlier about time of day that you drive and how that can affect. Efficiency.
2: That's correct, Blake. Um, your car is going to be far less efficient in the heat of the day, especially with the mm-hmm. temperatures and triple digits uh, here lately. Um, if you can uh, reduce your driving times to in the mornings and maybe the evenings, uh, it will help your car uh, not only last longer, but it'll definitely consume less fuel driving it in those times.
0: Yep. Um, let's talk about uh, speed so uh, for those of you who don't know I used to be an engineer and so I'll I'll put this in kind of an engineering way Um, power that's required to make a car go which is what your gasoline is doing uh, it the demand for power goes up with the square of velocity and what that means is that every time velocity goes faster you are increasing fuel exponentially. The guys are laughing at me right now. <laughs> We're just over our heads already. We heard engineering <laughs> words in there. Square of <laughs> Oh, okay. So going from 65 to 75 miles an hour, you think, oh, that's a small change in numbers for my miles per gallon. Um, but it's actually not because the power required to make a car go from 65 to 75 is much more exponentially more than the power required to go from 10 miles an hour to 20. So all that to say, that is why, for example, for years, like the highest speed limit in Harris County was like 60 miles an hour that they'd let you go. It's because they were trying to conserve basically emissions. And they know that going from 60 to 70 miles an hour is a much larger burning burner of fuel than going from like 50 to 60. So all that to say, if you like to speed, you are burning gas. And so we're not going to talk about the legal issues there at all. That's it's your choice. You're free. Uh, but uh, just realize that uh, driving fast has a dramatic increase on the It's because of air resistance. So air resistance goes up a lot at those higher speeds. So keep your speed down. What's next?
2: Uh, maintenance, uh, easy to overlook uh, vehicle maintenance. Filters, uh, a dirty air filter will Tank your fuel economy. Uh, the engine requires air to breathe and to burn fuel properly. And without the proper airflow going into the engine, that will definitely tank your uh, mileage. Um, your tune-up. Uh, it, there's in your owner's manual. It tells you when all those maintenance schedules are, are due. Um, a worn-out spark plug will also reduce your fuel economy. So a dirty fuel filter, a fuel injector um, being restricted. Uh, your local technician or mechanic should be able to look at your vehicle and let you know any maintenance needs that uh, your vehicle may need, uh, and if so, I encourage you to get that done as soon as you can.
0: That's great, and while they're at that, it's good to get an alignment too. If your car hasn't been in alignment a long time, when tires aren't pointed straight down the road, it can cost you quite a bit of yes. resistance.
2: Yes, uh, friction, you know, reducing as much friction between the tire and the pavement is going to be, uh, every little thing, yeah. between the tune-up and the air filter and the wheels pointed straight, you would be surprised how many uh, miles per gallon that, that will hit you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of resistance, another one is uh, driving with your windows down. Um, that actually significantly increases the air resistance. Tailgate,
2: your car. tailgate uh, down reduces the fuel economy of your trip pickup truck.
0: Really? Down,
1: it reduces. Yeah, I would have thought that's the opposite. Kind of, okay.
2: Mythbusters, they uh, uh, they did the a deal on it. Yeah, in a, in a wind tunnel.
0: There you go. Okay, so tailgate up, windows it, up. The, tr-
2: so. the the aerodynamics of the truck pushes the air over the tailgate. Yep.
0: <laughs> and not not fast. So <laughs> keep your speed down. Rami, what would
1: you add? Um, Another thing, whenever gas prices go up, it seems like car people especially, but other people want to sell their cars or spend money to buy a second car because they're going to save all this gas. But if you actually do the math on the paper, buying a second car, the cost of the car and the added insurance versus the miles you're saving per gallon usually doesn't add up. So if you already have a car drive it but use these tips to maximize your gas mileage unless you really need a different car. Yeah,
0: it's it's rarely going to make sense financially to go buy another car simply based on miles per gallon.
1: Right, same yeah. thing Prius, Tesla, I'm going to go spend $50,000 oh on a Tesla to save, you know, $10
0: <laughs> of gas. It doesn't yeah, make sense. It doesn't.
2: I would have to argue, if you drive an F-350 diesel, a second vehicle is required.
0: But well, that's a good thing is you always have a second, third, fourth vehicle lying around, Jeremy. I,
2: I do tend to have spare vehicles on the side. But uh, I do repair them all myself. So yes, it's Dad, uh, you the cost of ownership, is uh, I have a little bit of an advantage there.
0: Well, why, why don't you both take turns telling us. So uh, you both have daughters. If you guys had to buy a vehicle for your daughter today, mm-hmm. and Rameer's not old enough to drive, but if she was, close. close. Um, What would you go buy today for less than $10,000 thinking fuel efficiency and reliability?
2: I would urge mine to get a bus ticket.
0: Okay, Okay. bus pass, yes. Uh, But let's say the bus doesn't go where she needs to go.
2: Um, I prefer uh, Toyotas. Uh, They're just incredibly efficient and reliable, and overall safety rating has always been uh, pretty high on the list. Um, Toyota Camrys over Corollas is is my go-to, although the Camrys do cost a little more to purchase. So uh, if if that's an issue, then a a Toyota Corolla is a perfect target car for a first-time driver
0: roll or that matrix that they made that's the yeah. hatchback version yeah. something
1: like that and i agree with jeremy on the toyota I mean, the biggest thing for me i mean that's what i personally drive toyota's are reliable my daughter's in a car i don't want her to break down yep. so i would definitely buy her a used toyota me i'm big on safety or perceived safety so i'd get her an older forerunner or an older fj cruiser gas mileage isn't there but the reliability and the yeah. safety is so yep. that's what i would choose yep
0: all right, that's fair.
1: You? Back to you. Yeah, you, I know. Your kids I, are coming close. My
0: kids are coming close. Um, I, I should buy her, uh, yeah, a Cam or a Ford. I want to get her a Miata. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those get great gas she, mileage. Uh, they get crazy gas mileage, <laughs> and she likes fun cars. So, uh, But that, I think my wife's going to say no to that. So <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's see. Um, our time is just about up. So as we did last time, let's end it with a story of the day, the story of the day we just gave. Speaking of a fuel-efficient car, that little red Mazda 2. Oh, that was adorable. That's a sweet little car. Yeah. Mazdas are uh, not necessarily going to get the mileage that a Toyota will. uh, But if you can find them at a good price for a good mileage, they can be great. We've had some some good success with them. So we gave a little Mazda 2 to a young man named Tyler. Coming out of uh, addiction and incarceration some years ago, he's really turned his life around. Um, And the thing that we particularly want to focus on for Tyler, which um, is really exciting for him, he lives down in Brenham, is that a vehicle is directly related to employment for him so he currently can only work at places his bike can get to so he works um, for a furniture delivery place Um, it's great great job uh, and they've been really good to him but that's not necessarily a good career he has gotten a job offer in the uh, aeronautics industry actually but it's like a i think a 15 or 20 mile commute so Again, vehicle is part of how a person becomes long-term self-sufficient and uh, moves up in the world and, and uh, improves their career uh, uh, possibilities. So that's a really fun one. I like Tyler. Um, and you know, it, it does remind me, Jeremy was talking to us before we came. There are some careers you guys should know about where there's a shortage of people and they're paying well. So Jeremy, tell us the latest about the, the career of being a mechanic.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately, there's a massive uh, shortage of available technicians in the industry. And um, history, you can look back in history, when that happens, uh, the the costs go up because we have to offer more wages to incentivize folks to want to be a technician. Um, I I don't like the word mechanic anymore because of the vast amount of electronics on vehicles. Um, we are very much computer engineers, yep. network engineers, mm-hmm. electricians, uh, we work with hydraulics yep. um, and so uh, the, the mechanic days are gone and so it's it's more of a technician that has to go through years and years of training to be self-sufficient and to uh, be able to properly diagnose a vehicle the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, a common uh, misconception is we plug this magic computer in that spits out the answers, and the car doesn 't know what is broke, it just knows it 's broken and what 's not working and, yeah. it, and and so those fault codes that it gives us it just tells us where to start yeah. and we have to use uh, critical thinking um, some of the classes I teach I'm, I push that uh, to to source out the problem. Uh, and, and it takes a highly skilled technician to do so, and um, the, the cost associated with hiring these guys is, is going up yep. quite a bit. Um, I'm hearing north of $50 an hour
0: right now. That's amazing. Yeah, if, if a young person was considering that as a career, what would you say are, is kind of the range from when you start, here's what you could earn, to when you have that skill set over the years of training that you could earn?
2: So uh, uh, starting out, not knowing a single thing about a vehicle, uh, you will be changing a lot of oil <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, tire rotations and what have you. And uh, th- those, those guys tend to make around thirty to 35000 a year mm-hmm. if they show up to work every day. Um, but uh, if, if they apply themselves and ask questions and move up, I've seen guys within three to four years making north of 50 to 60. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the most senior level technicians are easily into six figures.
0: Wow, okay. Six figures is nothing to write home about. It's <laughs> a good number. It's <laughs> a good number. So there you go. Remember, there's a lot of great careers out there. Um, College is a great thing, but it's not for everybody and there are great options.
1: I'm going back to um, our favorite cars, going back to that Mazda 2, here's another tip for gas mileage. I drove that Mazda 2 for a few weeks, which is part of my volunteer gig, to make sure the cars are good yeah. before we give them away. But it's a little four-door hatchback. I used it for Lowe's runs. I used it for catering. That little car swallowed up a lot of gear. Yeah. And I remember the gas tank was empty. Now put 10 or $15, and it got almost a full tank. Yep. So if you don't need a big SUV, don't buy a big SUV. That's this car took took the place of what's well, a hatchback
0: it's which a, is like one of the smartest vehicle shapes ever made like a hatchback four-door hatchback you can fit a ton of stuff in it they're typically pretty light absolutely light. They're, yeah so absolutely. yeah absolutely yep the smallest car you can get away with <laughs> yeah all right well thank you for joining us for another behind the wheel with on-ramp podcast episode uh, again i'm your host blake jennings and uh, joining me
2: is rami cerrone and jeremy smith
0: We'll be back next time with more tips and tricks for getting the most out of your vehicle. Take care and be safe.